Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. This is a regular discussion with industry leaders about agile marketing and how to adapt the principles of agile project management in an increasingly social and real-time marketing world. I'm Frank Days, your host today. Along with me today is my regular co-host, John Cass. Oh, hi, Frank. Uh, amazing. Uh, two in two weeks. That's great. Now we're heading on to number three. Pretty great. We, we're, the nice thing, again, is that we've put out some feelers on the Agile Marketing Group on Facebook and have gotten a few guests, including today's guests. Um, we bring to you today two folks from a company called Bloodhound, located out in Silicon Valley. Um, they are a startup working on badge scanner technology for trade shows. Um, my guest today, Jason Lee. Welcome, Jason. Hi. How's it going? Jason is the Director of Growth and Marketing, and along with him is his colleague, Emily Gould, who's his marketing associate. Hi. Great to be here. Hey, it's great to have you guys on the podcast. I was just joking before uh, the, the show about a recent trade show that my company went to where we went through the whole process of paying $250 for a badge scanner. Our team at the show diligently scanned the badges, and then finally when they came to get the download of the file, a badge scanner failed. Yeah, we hear about those types of stories all the time. It really is a nightmare and a headache. Well, I, I hope that you know, it's one of those things that I, I hope next time we go around we'll have a chance to take a look at your product and try it in, in our daily uh, life. So let's talk about Agile, right? Agile marketing, uh, a lot of the hypotheses, a lot of the companies, early companies that we've talked to have been startups not too dissimilar to you guys or to the company that I work for. Can you share a little bit about your, you know, your marketing team and then how your marketing team is actually using Agile? Our, our marketing team is quite small. It's just Emily and I right now. And we, we, we're using Agile marketing so that, so that we can um, sprint week to week and just always have some sort of urgency that's pushing us along um, while, while not while not taking while while not biting off too much, I think especially in a startup environment, a lot of times you're not working on like if you're not working on the highest priority item, or you're over planning something, then you're already um, in a tough situation. So we've implemented Agile in order to uh, keep us um, from from making those mistakes. Yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon in startups, right? The things that get your investors excited, which is all the possibilities are the things that can make you crazy as a marketer when you're trying to actually execute on it. Yeah, totally. And we always we talk about this constantly is that there's there's a hundred dollar bills and twenty dollar bills and one dollar bills falling down from the sky. And you have to make sure you're catching all the one hundred dollar bills and not going after the one dollar bills all the time. I liked your point about prioritization because I think that's something that most agile people don't know are not always talking about it. it ends up being more about the process and and you know making sure that you know the adaptive nature of it but i, I personally have found the kind of real-time prioritization uh, a tremendous benefit yeah totally yeah. we we're we're very data driven so um at any given time we just have tons of feedback from our customers and the market so it's important that we're responding and that and, and responding with the most like the highest priority item. How do you avoid the, the, the tendency to maybe jump from thing to thing? Yeah, and I, and I think at the phase of our startup right now, we're actually doing weekly sprints, which is quite a short sprint cycle. So it's almost designed 
it's more it, it's more designed for us to jump from thing to thing and test anything we can think of which i think is you know we're, we're lucky that we're able to do that in 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 this phase of our maturity jason how how did you start agile was uh, how did you hear about it was it uh, from product management uh, were you working with developers what what was the uh, what was the origin there yeah, that's exactly right. So a couple a couple companies ago, I had the opportunity to be a product manager. During the and during that time, we were also as a company moving towards agile development. I still remember the first couple months not not buying into it. I, I didn't understand how it could be more efficient. I, I used to tell my boss that agile development was an oxymoron. It just didn't make sense. But uh, as time went, as time goes on, you kind of realize how powerful that framework is, and and you know I saw an opportunity as we're building out the marketing team here to to bring that over and start doing it. So you've experienced it in the product development sphere, and and now you're using it in uh, in marketing. What what are some of the differences that you see in the application of agile marketing or agile to to marketing compared to uh, to development? The, the thing that I've always tried to keep in mind about Agile is even though there's like this, this rule book, a very specific way to do it, you need to be able to adapt it to your team depending on the situation. So um, kind of the biggest differences I see is it's, it's harder to cut, to cut the lines between uh, what, what the work is and sometimes it's harder to break up the work um, into different stories or work items. Um, we don't story point uh, at all, and, which means we don't really, we're not tracking velocity and, and there's no burn down. So those are kind of the biggest differences that we see so far. But in terms of um, all the rituals, we, we do stand up, we do sprint planning, we groom our stories, we do retrospectives, we do all those. So how do you get around the no story points? From what I've seen, especially from development teams that have worked together for a long time is is that they they have a better feel for the entire um, amount of work over three weeks and the and the story points are just a guide so so um, Emily and I are starting to get better at working with each other and we have a better sense of what we can actually accomplish in a week's time so we don't we're not using those guides I guess. yeah it's interesting I mean my team we do generally run our sprints three to four weeks and yeah we've never been into the story points of the planning poker we've always had this kind of average task which I know is a bit imprecise but it tends to work out that we know on a given month given that based on the resources how many interns we have on and things like that we can do say 50 tasks or 60 tasks in that time window we've gotten pretty good at forecasting that uh, imprecise but it seems to work I understand Emily you're you're new to the company so and I'm probably new to agile marketing what what's your perspective coming in uh, new to this experience yeah it's been a really interesting process um, the thing I like the most about it has been feeling like every week has such a tangible outcome um, because we'll we'll conscientiously try to balance long-term things versus things that we know we'll see results on like in the very short term and it's been really helpful to be able to constantly communicate on how each project is going um, as it goes. And I think it produces a better product, too, because you're constantly checking in and sharing ideas. It's interesting. You know, I, I did a, 
guest lecture at a university here in Boston about a year ago, and I was speaking to a room full of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed you know, advertising students, and one of the one of the students said, "This is all really great, but." how do you deal with the fact that the product of an agile process isn't going to be as good as the product of a waterfall process? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of one of those things where I thought, oh, my, I'd been talking for I think about 40 or 45 minutes at that point and my jaw kind of hit the, hit the podium and I kind of thought, well, isn't the point of all this that you're going to end up with a better product, not a worse product? Um, I, I, but I think that's a really natural mindset to have Especially at like a larger company I've worked at, when we tried to implement Agile, that was very much the mindset everyone had. Is is kind of like, why are we story pointing? Why are we doing this? And the end product is going to be worse. So I think that's a natural mindset. It's funny though. I mean, it's it's funny as you get into the process, you realize that how powerful it is. Let's talk about things that are are working particularly well in your Agile process. Yeah, so I think Emily touched on a really important thing is we, especially as a growth and marketing team, we have an aggressive weekly growth goal. So to be able to start the week, like we just did our sprint planning this morning and say that we want X number of signups by Friday and to shape, and then to shape the, the and then you, you go into your backlog and you, you bring things over with that goal in mind. I think that has been, that's created great focus and urgency in our team. Um, to really push something to finish. I also think it creates great autonomy on the team. You know, in, in Agile development, you kind of always own your own outcome. And to be able to, to as a team, own our own outcome has been great. Great. So can you share some, maybe let's take the other side of it now. Give me a sense of some of the things that have been difficult or where you fall down or where it's just a challenge. I think... The toughest thing has been just ballparking what's realistic to accomplish in a week and how to get that balance of short-term versus long-term projects where maybe the longer-term things don't have as measurable of, of a benchmark that you can say check off a list at the end of a few days. But overall, I think, I think that that's, we've definitely been feeling that process out and the actual process of gauging that is agile as well. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon. I, I was, I think this was probably about a year ago. I was in a, uh, John, I think it was Scott Brinker had, had blogged a little bit about the notion of technical debt. Um, oh, it's, yeah. a ter- it's a term that software developers use around the longer term projects. Emily, it's a lot of what, kind of referring to what you're just saying. Because you're so, so focused on being agile, we're so focused on the now, that there are oftentimes these larger projects and the more core system infrastructure nuts and bolts things that um, you just don't get to and because you get so focused on agile do you guys ever feel that a little bit but whenever we the good thing is that because we have such a infrastructure for like meeting about how we're doing and grooming the process we are able to think about our goals and always go back to why we're doing what we're doing um, and I think that that's been an important way to remedy that one of the things that we try to focus here on the podcast is trying to offer some advice. Marketers really weren't brought up in Agile. As uh, David Merriman Scott was on one of our first podcast guests, and he used the analogy of going to war, that most of us marketers, and I was brought up in marketing world 1.0, where we did trade shows and print advertising and all that good stuff. And then 
moved into marketing 2.0 or web marketing 1.0 and now we're in web marketing 2.0 heading to whatever 3.0 is going to be what advice do you have to people who are maybe were brought up in more of a waterfall world but now are starting to think about gee i need to embrace agile because my boss is telling me that i need to be little a ad more little a agile my advice is don't get discouraged i think every every place i've been where we've in, implemented agile whether it's on the engineering side or, or the marketing side it takes time it takes time to to get in a rhythm i think even between emily and i when when we first started working together it, it probably took a good four to five weeks before we we were finally in in a rhythm or this cadence and and it all starts to make sense um, and and bite off small chunks at a time there's no don't implement agile in a with a waterfall mentality so if, if you want to start with stand-ups and then you know move move into sprinting every four weeks I, th I think that's a great way to do it too sounds like we're kind of coming up against it for time. This has been a really great um, conversation. Maybe I'd like to take a moment and just kind of summarize some of the things that I've heard uh, from you guys today. And one of them is you, know, you guys sprint on a weekly basis, a week-to-week -week basis. That's pretty, pretty short compared to a lot of the people we talk to, but I think it reflects the urgency of the situation you guys are in. And Agile bringing you a lot of benefits around making sure you're focused on the highest priority. I liked the analogy of you know, there are $100 bills, $5 bills, $10 bills falling from the sky and making sure you're focused on grabbing at those $100 bills. Thinking in terms of those weekly sprints, but also not spending a lot of time necessarily on running Agile completely by the book, but adapting it to what works best for your team. That means not necessarily a lot of time on story points and burn down charts, but do spending the time on the stand-ups and spending some time on the, the post you know, the sprint planning and then the, also the sprint recaps to make sure you're staying online. Toughest part is uh, trying to get ballparking what you think you can do on a weekly basis. I would agree with you guys on that as well. well we, I always find that one of the harder parts um, in the balance of trying to keep the long-term versus short-term projects moving forward. And advice you gave to people who want to get started is start small, start your work in small chunks, even if it means starting with just stand-ups rather than worrying about the whole big sprint process and then um, realizing that it does take time to get into a rhythm and get people involved anything else that i missed there i think that you covered it pretty well great uh, yeah jason uh, emily anything you guys want to plug talk about share before we take off today on the podcast we'd love to plug our our newest updated version of the bloodhound app um, you can learn more about it on our website at bloodhound.com and it lets anyone download the app in a couple of minutes and start scanning badges, barcodes, or business cards right from your smartphone. So anytime you meet anyone, whether it's on or off the trade for flow, sure, show floor, you just snap a photo of their badge, barcode, or business card and it goes straight to your computer for follow-up from CRM or from your phone directly. So it goes directly from, so I just take a snapshot of it with my my handy Android phone, it stores it on the phone, pops it into my Salesforce. Yep, exactly. Awesome, awesome. Probably the app I've been waiting for my whole life and didn't realize it. <laughs> Great. Well, guys, thank you for joining us again today. Um, John, again, what another great podcast. 
Um, if you're interested in keeping up on the Marketing Agility Podcast and all things Agile Marketing, take, take a few minutes, join the Agile Marketing Group on Facebook. Um, you can also keep up on what John has been writing about in the field of Agile Marketing on pr.typepad.com. Uh, you can also find more Agile Marketing information on the Agile Marketing blog, which is also the home of the Marketing Agility Podcast. And finally, subscribe to the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. Well, again, everyone, on behalf of John Cass and myself, thank you. Have a great day and stay agile.